Hello, I am Dr. Busalis, and you are listening to Why Does This Keep Happening to Me, a podcast about how we keep ourselves stuck and how to become unstuck. Today, I am talking with Kristen Schmidl, who is a licensed professional counselor and a career counselor at Delray Second Wellness. And she sees adults for both therapy and for career counseling. So, so I thought she'd be a great person to have on to discuss transitioning, uh, career goals, things of that nature in this new year. So welcome, Kristen. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. <laughs> I know. Thanks for coming. Um, so, you know, I thought you'd be awesome to have on because a lot of times on um, New Year's resolutions, people come in and they have like health and wellness goals, weight loss goals, all these different goals. But one of the areas that they complain about or are unhappy with seems to be their career. And yeah, so, right. We don't spend <laughs> enough time talking about that. So I thought, you know, if you can shed some light on some of that and maybe also tell us about your story of how you transitioned out of your career to help the person sure. listening. Yes. So definitely um, the new year brings around a lot of reflection, right? And in particular, one of the places we spend the most of our time is within our jobs and our careers. And so how, how can we not uh, reflect on that? Um, so let's see, where do I, where do I want to begin uh, with my story? So I, um, let's see. You were in corporate America, right? Before this. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I got my undergraduate degree in business, um, in marketing and decision sciences, which is, uh, a statistics. Um, so when I graduated as many other young graduates, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with that. Um, Mm -hmm. and found myself being recruited into the retail world and worked for 10 years, um, in the corporate world as a fashion buyer, um, Mm -hmm. which was very exciting and fun, um, and challenging, um, for my twenties. Um, but after 10 years and a career in that, I found myself as probably many of our listeners do saying, is this really what, what I want to do with the rest of my life? Uh Yeah. (laughs) Um, and really thinking about sort of the future and, you know, how I saw myself in larger picture and more long-term and started having those nagging questions of, I don't think this is it. Right. Um, and so (laughs) where do I go from here? What do I do? How do I, you know, how do I take 10 years of a career that was highly successful too, and walk away from it. Right. Right. And that's a really scary thought. So I was really lucky to be working, um, at a company at the time where they were very into sort of, uh, career development, understanding yourself, um, assessing yourself. Um, and I had the privilege of working with an organizational psychologist who was incredible. So he was helping me at the time, you know, learn about being a manager, being a better leader. I was doing a myriad of assessments, right? So gaining so much insight about myself. And it was interesting, instead of the the assessments really helping me think about taking myself to the next level in that career, it made me think about um, changing my career. Uh-huh, um, completely. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very interesting. So I feel very lucky to have had that time and have worked with that particular individual who he worked with, you know, you know, professional baseball teams to fortune 500 companies and really had worked with sort of like top leadership and top sort of performers, if you will, um, and sort of gaining insight into themselves. And so I really started grappling with what, what am I thinking about long-term who do I want to become? What do I want to do? Um, and I will say from that moment in time of working with the organizational psychologist, it was about a year and a half long journey, um, maybe even closer to two years where I really was able to, uh, think about transitioning my career and made the decision to go back and get my master's degree in counseling psychology. Um, and knowing that I really wanted to pursue becoming, um, a therapist and a counselor who helps people find a greater level of satisfaction in their careers. Oh, okay. So with, you know, that one part, I think that when people come in, they're talking about, oh, I don't like my job. I know this is not it for me, but I Mm -hmm. don't know what it is. And one of the things you just mentioned about, oh, I was already doing this for 10 years. Do I start over? I think (laughs) That seems to be one of the main things that blocks people. They're like, I can't start over. But then I say, you know, I say, but this is the rest of your life. Sure. You're going to be in this. And we see people at the other end, right? That have been doing it, their job for 40 years. And they are, they've, it's like sucked the soul out of them. Right. Of course. Of course. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's so interesting, right? Because I'm making it sound like my two-year journey was easy, right? Absolutely, by no means was it easy. It was really challenging personally, professionally, financially, right? There were so many things that I had to consider and take on, right? Like I said, you know, I think a lot of times, like you're saying, people disqualify themselves before Mm -hmm. they're even qualified, right? So- Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't do that. I don't have the skills. I don't have the experience. I can't pay to go back to school. Right. And it's all the reasons you can't. And so you automatically disqualified yourself before you're even qualified. Right. right. And I think there's an importance of, you know, obviously like those are logistic and pragmatic things that you have to think about, right. You have to think about financially how you're going to support yourself or your family or, you know, those are important things, but there are ways to work with them and, and still be able to sort of break those habits and change from a career that makes you absolutely miserable to something that brings you a greater level of satisfaction. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But it takes work and time. And so that's why I always share with people, like my journey was not easy. It took time. Like, yes, I had the benefit of working with an organizational psychologist, but then I sought out my own mentorship, my own therapy. I sought out, you know, uh, lots of networking events. I went back to school at a community college um, and took psychology classes before I decided to go back and get a master's Mm -hmm. um, just to ensure that it was a subject matter that I actually wanted to pay a lot of money to learn. Right. Right. Um, started volunteering in places where I was, you know, using skills. I volunteered in California at a place that was for teen mothers um, and helping them, you know, they had made the decision at a very young age to have a baby and didn't have support systems. So this organization that I worked with 
Um, we were their support systems, you know, financially, emotionally, in so many ways. And that really helped me develop a lot of sort of skill sets, right? That I use now in therapy. Mm-hmm. So it was it was definitely a journey, but. I think it's finding the reasons you can versus the reasons you can't. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and no matter how long that career has been thus far. Right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, so it sounds like you're saying, okay, the pragmatic parts of it plan for it, but then you want to be realistic and expose yourself, do some volunteer work, take a couple of courses. Sometimes we have this like romanticized version of what something will be. (laughs) And then we're in it, you know, (laughs) like I had this, this idea of working with geriatric patients for some, for a long time. And then I went and volunteered and I worked in a Jerry unit. And after like a month, I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do this. (laughs) So, (laughs) So yeah, you're right. It's like, you just have to kind of like dip your foot in the water and see if that's what you love. Right. And I think so often in particular with careers, people are so afraid to find what they don't like. And I actually think that that's some of our most important information that we get, right? Like you said, learning that you didn't, you know, for whatever reason that that wasn't the particular population that you felt like you could serve best. That's invaluable. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, and people so often just want it to be that it validates their initial thoughts, right? That I think I want to do this. And so therefore, if, you know, I find out that I don't, then ugh, all is lost and it's just the worst thing ever. And it's like, no, actually that information of learning what we don't like in our careers is very, very valuable, right? That's true. But it helps us make better and more informed decisions. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that is another pattern people so often get caught up in is I just have to find what I do like and not really valuing that learning what we don't like is important too. Yeah, that's really true. Uh, what I, I used to listen to this program on manifesting and what the presenter would always talk about is if you don't know exactly what you want, then take all the time and figure out what you don't want. And if you can figure out what exactly, like really what you don't want, it'll help so much to figure out what you do want, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, so when you were saying some of the, some people tend to um, have the mentality of like, I can't, um, I've already disqualified it before I've even started, you know, some of those negative thinking patterns. Uh, We've talked about how oftentimes Um, these patterns that come up, not just when we're searching for a career, but when we're in a career in the place of work, that some of the patterns that tend to happen at the workplace tend to be happening interpersonally as well, like at home or in other parts of your life. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you were saying, it's not like we're just going to work and we're a different person. You're the same person repeating the same patterns, regardless Mm -hmm. of the setting. So have you seen that a lot? And like, how do you see that come up in therapy? Sure. So, um, so one of my favorite therapists, Esther Corral, she has a wonderful podcast about work. And I so often listen to her, uh, work on there and insight. And she talks a lot about, you know, uh, sort of this integration and singular self, right, in workplace and at home life. Um, and I think about that so often, like you're saying that we, we're not, we're not different people at work and different people at home. Yes, we take on different roles. So, so often I say to clients, like, 
yes, at home, you're the role of mother or spouse or caretaker or whatever roles, you know, manager of finances, right? Those are roles you take on at home. And yeah, maybe they're not the roles that you take on at work because maybe at work you are coworker, supervisor, owner, right? Therapist, whatever work you take on in the roles that you do, they're different, but you're still the same person, right? So you're still walking into both places with the same experiences, the same traumas, the same triggers. Um, And so always, you know, one of the things in career work and why I think so often people seek out career counseling or seek out therapy is to gain that like deeper understanding of yourself so that you can derive a higher level of satisfaction in either of those places, right? Because like you said, you start to play out the same patterns that all of a sudden in my role as mother, the things that are triggering or, you know, bother me, or I know that I'm sensitive to, those are the same things that are playing out in a role as manager at work right? Um, Because I'm still the same person with the same experiences. And so being able to do that work, gain that awareness, gain that insight of self, ultimately, it's going to be an improvement in both places, right? And there's also an impact of one on the other, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I always talk to my my husband about this in particular, like, you know, if one of us has had a, a difficult day, and you come home, like, that gets brought into your home space, right? Yes, absolutely. How can it not, right? (laughs) We're emotional creatures. Um, And so how do we like create space at home to, you know, process the things that have happened in our work day, right? Instead of taking it out on our spouse or how do we, you know, sort of find out ways to work with or have insight knowing that, it's okay that your workday impacts you and it's okay that your home life impacts you, but it's ultimately going to spill into one or the other. Right. Um, yeah. And looking at it um, with like curiosity and <laughs> wonder, I always say that, um, you know, just like sit with it, right. Like sit with the discomfort and examine <laughs> it. Um, one of the things that came up with one of my clients recently was this um, feeling of, uh, at work, okay, I, I'm the caretaker, right? I take care of everybody's needs. I can't say no, you know, everyone comes to me. I always feel so um, like burned out because I'm taking care of uh, like job, uh, things that drop at the work that are not my job description. And, you know, and so, you know, talking about burnout related to that and then noticing that it's the same at home and it was the same growing up. And so it's not a coincidence, you know, like when people have that aha moment that it's not a coincidence Mm -hmm. that you were the caretaker growing up at home. You were a parentified child taking care of all of your siblings. And now you're the, the, you know, parentified parent, you know, child at work, and you're taking care of everyone's responsibilities, and you feel uh, resentful, you know, and it's, that's all just leftover childhood stuff. Sure. And I mean, how wonderful that you were able to work with that client and help them see that, right, really to help them see and understand that pattern. And also, right, realize that at some point, I, I can make a choice to change that then, right? Awareness, I always say like 
awareness, you are now the owner of a piece of information that you weren't before, right? And you yes. have the power to do with that whatever you decide now, right? And so for that client in particular, like at a workplace, like how are you going to draw boundaries then? Instead of letting yourself be the mother hen who takes care of everyone and everyone, you know, comes in your door with their challenges with their partners or, you know, okay, I can set boundaries. I can close my door during certain hours so that I can focus on work or, you know, I can, you know, validate someone's experience, but I don't have to become overly involved with it. Like that client, like you really helped them really get that awareness. And then there is choice to break pattern and make change, right. By, by setting boundaries and doing some other things in the workspace. And that's a, that's a lot of like understanding ourselves and breaking these patterns in our careers. Right. And that's why therapy, you know, so many coming from a corporate world and seeing how the stigma of mental health and therapy and taking care of yourself. And, you know, we live in a society that's successes. The more you work, the harder, you know, Mm -hmm. the more time you put in that success, which is just always saddens me and was really what I struggled with in the corporate world. And so, you know, really thinking about how do we set boundaries? How do we make ourselves more healthy? How do we give ourselves permission to go to therapy and learn those things about ourselves so that we can have a better, better quality of life, no matter what industry we're, we're deciding to, to work in. Yeah, definitely. I think um, when you say, you know, how do we be more healthy? How do we, you know, like keep growing? And sometimes at work, people will think if I only change my job, I will be happier. But if these lessons haven't been learned with boundaries and dynamics, you'll change jobs and they will show up again. Even if you're in your dream job, right? It's the same thing with relationships where people are like, I just need to break up with him because, and I'll Yes, maybe so. But if you don't figure this out, you're just going to date another man with the same (laughs) issues or a woman or, you know, it's like, how do we fix, like, how do we process that and repair it so that we don't repeat it in the next career or in the next Mm -hmm. relationship? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because changing, changing jobs and changing careers, right? Like, I mean, as I can vouch for personally, like that's a big decision and uh, it, it can help, but it's more about the journey to that versus Mm. actually doing that. Right. And I think you make such a good point. Like I can just go get another job or go move to this state or work for this company or whatever, but it's the journey and the insight that you gain on your way there. That's going to be the most helpful. And obviously that's why I have such a passion for career counseling, because I think it allows you to, it gives you someone who's going to be your advocate and your partner on that journey of insight um, and really sort of understanding that. And sometimes I have clients who come out of career counseling and it's just that like, hey, listen, you are not someone who probably is ever going to like, work is never going to be all of it. So this idealized perspective of this perfect workplace, it's just not going to exist because you're someone who, if you had the choice, you wouldn't work period. Right. Um, right. And like, that's important to know about yourself, right? Because not everyone 
it's so interesting to me because there's such a, a cultural sort of ideal, in particular in the United States, that everyone has to do do something they're so passionate about. Mm. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it, what's the saying? It's like, if you, you know, you never work a day in your life if you love the work that you do or whatever that's Right, saying. right. Yeah. It's like, I was born on, I was on earth for this, you know, and people are looking for that. And that's a high standard to meet, right? It doesn't exist, right? Like as someone who I feel a high level of satisfaction in in my current career and I love what I do, I still have days where it feels like a job, right? Um, Yes. Skipping out of bed or you, we both know, like you have hard days where you hear hard things or challenging conversations with clients. Like, so it's not all passion and roses, but the objective is not that the objective is, you know, a level of satisfaction that is, you know, attainable for you as an individual, not this like romanticized passion. Right. Like you said, that's like, similar to relationships where people are like, it's just going to be my Prince charming and we're going to yeah. so passionate and loving. And <laughs> yeah. Like that Tom Cruise movie. I care what it was called. Um, you, that every therapist hates that line. You complete me. Yeah. Oh, that remember? Yeah, yeah. It's like nobody completes anybody. <laughs> That's right. not true. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. <laughs> That's right. going to complete you. You're going to complete you. <laughs> right. Right. And like mm-hmm. finding something that aligns with you, uh, you know, in, in what you need at certain times, right. That, that also changes throughout our careers. Right. I'm sure you can testify that like, what gave you satisfaction in a career before you were a mother is very different now that you're a mom, right? Yeah, um, you evolve. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely evolves. And so this idea of I just have to get there, right? Like I always say clients, like, what is there, right? This, it, it, <laughs> it's not this, like there's such finality to it, right? You're, you're on a journey and it's ever changing and you're going to move about and throughout your career in so many different ways based on not just what's happening professionally, but also what's happening personally. <laughs> yes. And that seems to be the, you know, whenever I do my podcast, it seems like it all boils down to like, like there's one basic thing. And for this, it seems like the message is it's the journey. It's not mm-hmm. the destination, you know? So if you're <laughs> looking for a change in career, you're looking for a change or, you know, what do you love? What is your passion? It's not like you said, I have to get there. It's, we have to get from point A to point B. It's the journey. It's where you are now and mm-hmm. being aware and present of the journey and, mm-hmm. and how it unfolds. That's what it is. It's not the there. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And so I think, you know, like thinking about, like you were asking the question, like what, you know, what advice do you give someone? What, like, what are the takeaways that someone were to walk away with, you know, from our conversation? And it is, it's about that. It's about the journey. And what I would say to people is like, find people you can't, especially in career work, you can't go on the journey alone, right? Mm -hmm. Most things, I don't think we can go on the journey alone, but in particular, this, like, use your networks, use the people around you, use mentors, use friends, right? Like use a career counselor because this stuff is hard and 
it's your livelihood and it's how you take care of yourself and your family. And everyone's situations are so unique and different. And so like use your communities because you, you just can't do it alone. Right. Yeah. Um, and so like, that's always the one thing I say to people, you know, in particular people who are thinking about career counseling, like I'm not saying I'm have to be your career counselor, but find people who are going to help you in that journey, right. Mm-hmm. To help you gain that insight, understanding insight of yourself so that you can derive a higher level of satisfaction in your career. Because the statistic is that about it, it's, it teeters from like 48 to 52% of the United States people report that they are satisfied in their career. And that is always a shocking statistic to me. They are dissatisfied or satisfied? Satisfied. Satisfied. It's about 50-50 split, Uh right? That means half of our population is not happy in what they're doing, right? Yes. And and dissatisfaction means that, like, like you said, they're probably looking to change a job. They hate their job. They feel like the soul has been sucked out of them. The life has been sucked out of them. And to me, that's just... That's always, that's a statistic of like what drives what I do, because I'm like, the more people that I can help, you know, push that number to, you know, we have 60 or 70% of people who are satisfied in our jobs, that's going to spill over onto so many different facets and areas of our lives. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like get help where you need it to get to a place where you can drive, not perfect satisfaction, but a higher level of satisfaction in your career. Yeah. It exists, right. But it exists because we understand ourselves better. Yes, absolutely. Cause I wonder the percentage of the time that we spend at work, you know, like it's probably almost as high as the percentage of time we spend with our family. I mean, you know, maybe a third, if, if not more, right. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we think about an average work week is 40 hours, but I mean, the amount of clients who I have who work <laughs> 60, 70 hours, right. Yeah. Is high. Um, mm-hmm. And so that means truly you are spending more time with the people you work with than the people at home. And that that's your life, right? So right. it should matter and you should care. Um, and it does affect things like mental health, right? It affects your anxiety and depression and mood. Like, of course it does. So getting to those roots and really working through them in particular around your career, it can help so many different facets and areas of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so helpful. And I hope that everyone's listening really takes inventory of their job satisfaction, their future mm-hmm. goals, short-term, long-term, and that it can be better. Yes. Can. <laughs> I, I hope based on our conversation today that everyone can just walk away with a little bit more hope and hopefully also an understanding of like what that path can be like to getting there. And it really is not something you can do alone, but sort of how do you use the resources around you to embark on that journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. You're welcome. This is so much fun. I hope everyone enjoys listening to it as much as I enjoyed doing it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Hopefully have you on again at some point. <laughs> and, um, and thank you all for listening for people looking to transition their career 
Kristen can be found at delraypsych.com on Psychology Today, uh, LinkedIn, and uh, she's available for career counseling. So thank you for listening, and we will see you next time on Why This Is Keep Happening Today. Bye-bye.